It's episode four, baby. She's back. It's the 7th of December. The Gemini full moon hangs swollen in the sky. And I have just finished a wonderful breast massage practice. And I'm about to launch tickets for my winter solstice sacred sexuality temple that normally is privately held for the ladies who are in my membership, the bridge. But as it's the last of the year, I've decided to open it out and wanted to just talk about women in general and gathering together with women and playing and awakening your body and feeling the collective energy and surge that takes place when women are together. It's quite profound and it's a new experience for a lot of people. Unfortunately, throughout our history, we have been pitted against each other and made diminish our power through jealousy and envy and uh, nastiness and bitchiness and all of the things that are associated with women in this modern age, um, all of our shadow selves essentially. And it's really interesting because for me, it shows the power within us, really, the depths that we can go um, being so nasty and um, growing up. Even if you had friends, there was always this air of jealousy. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it was very, very rare that you never experienced that as a young girl or woman growing up, whether it was because of the looks or the money or the clothes or the body or the boyfriend or the car or, and I know obviously men experience this, but it's different. It's different for girls because it's not just um, bred within us. It's also in advertising and it's in films and it's in songs and it's how people make millions of pounds keeping women out of sisterhood, keeping women out of uh, circling together and remembering their true power. And I just seen that 2.22 um, on my little timer as I'm recording. I've been seeing so many twos recently, very divine feminine, very Mary Magdalene energy to me anyway. So interesting. Thank you, Mary Magdalene for being here. And I've actually got my Divine Feminine deck, which I will shuffle and pull a card for, for this episode. But let's go back to the beginning of time. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Let's go back to the beginning of time when this earth was a matriarchy. So women were worshipped. Women were honoured as gods and goddesses and creation. Because for men at that time, for humanity at that time, all they knew was that we came from the woman. You know, you were born through the body of a woman. The womb space was this creatrix, this hub of life. And it was mysterious as fuck because obviously the womb lays within the darkness of the body. It is completely shrouded in darkness and it was so mystical. Women were synced with nature. Their, their bleeds were aligned to the moon. They bled together. If women were 
in tribes together, in communities together, their cycles sync. So they would all bleed at a certain time of the month. If they bled on the full moon and ovulated on the new moon, that would be the red moon cycle. And if they bled on the new moon and ovulated on the full moon, that would be the white moon cycle, both holding specific energies, both holding specific codes. So you'd be with all of the women and you would be bleeding together in the red tent. You would be yoni steaming together. You would be birthing together. Men weren't anywhere in the motherfucking room. And that's not to say they can't be because like there's no, you know, anyone can be a midwife. Anyone can usher children in. It's a calling. It's natural. It's part of life. It's why we're all here. But there is an innate wisdom. There is a embodied or an embodied, I should say, connection with women, children, blood, birthing, sexuality, womb space that we share. It's a bond. It's a sisterhood. It's in our bones. It can't be helped. It can't be helped. It can't be ignored. And the quickest way to change the power structure of this planet was to turn women against each other. The quickest way. When patriarchy started moving through and I don't even like saying it like the patriarchy the this the that because I'm not one of them like I I'm not one of anyone I'm one of one (laughs) I'm one of one bitch I'm me and I don't like to kind of hold on to beliefs that I've outgrown. And so there were times when before when I'd start and I'd think, oh, it's the patriarchy, it's kept women. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, yeah, but also it needed to happen because it did happen. And unfortunate and painful and devastatingly, so men suffer under patriarchy too. I don't want to, you know, go into any of this kind of like masculinity bashing, male hating, white cis men are like the fucking devil purge scourge of the earth because I don't believe that. So there we go. So anyway, the quickest way to transform the power structure and dynamic of this planet was to turn women against each other. When women roam this earth, treating, treated reverently, treated sacredly, There are no wars, wars, there was no unnecessary bloodshed, there was, obviously there would be some trauma because we were fighting to survive with our survival instincts, but there wasn't this inbred destruction and inbred nasty, awful, blood-hungry, killing mentality that is just rife where we look around now. There was harmony. There was connection with nature. There was understanding. There was love. And I'm not saying that I want to go back to a matriarchy. I think there's a balance. I don't think it's going to be matriarchy or patriarchy. I think it's going to be everyone in harmony. I wish that I would be able to just go into a rap right now of all of those words I've just used. Maybe one day. And so it's not going to be the way it was. Neither of those things worked because it was too extreme one way. 
So the pendulum swung all the way into matriarchy and although peaceful and although beautiful and although the women were birth had their birthing rights and, you know, birth wasn't treated as a medical fucking emergency and strapped up to fluorescent lighting and being told to give birth on your fucking back and having a sweep and having someone shove their fist in your fucking vagina whilst you are birthing. I get quite... um hit up about that when I see a woman giving birth on her back and her spine is squashed I am literally like oh my god and they're telling her to just push through push through and she splits and tears to kingdom come when there are so many different types of breath and techniques to relax and hold the tension in that space whilst you birth and you allow the baby to come down and through because it is the most natural thing for our body to do but gynecology is a whole other subject um a really disgusting whole other subject. Um, and it swung all the way back through into patriarchy and the extremes, the masculinity and the quickest way for the church, essentially, you know, Christianity to take over was to completely write women out of any kind of sacred or powerful or, leadership position. So the only options we have in the Bible is Mary Magdalene, the whore, and Mother Mary, the virgin. We have two options. So either you're a cock-hungry slut, or you are a, you know, miraculous conception mummy who has no desire and no orgasm and just doesn't have any of that kind of like heathen nature that women are meant to have. Obviously, we've come through the witch trials where we we were, you know, using herbalism and sexuality and sacred spirituality, but it was seen as a witchcraft. And so women were killed, you know, not just, oh, she's a witch. It was literally any woman, any time, look at them the wrong way, fucking drown them. So there's so many things throughout our history where we have learned that it's not safe, you know, what started happening in those times. It's not just that like the church and the men and the priests and anyone else that was involved with this kind of like colonization of spirituality and native people and land and nature and just things that we were all naturally born as and born with. But it wasn't like safe for anyone to practice any of those things. So women would turn on women. And then it all started to go to shit, basically. Everyone started to turn on everybody because it wasn't, no one was safe, you know, no one was safe. And so there's this, what Lisa Lister calls in her book, The Witch Wound, where we couldn't use our voice anymore. It wasn't safe for us to speak up and use our natural gifts of herbology and birth and menstrual cycles and sex magic and raising children and growing food and tending to the homestead and, you know, dancing under the moon and being in alignment with the cycles of nature. And so, 11-11, we stuffed it down and suffocated it and severed it. It just wasn't safe. We lost our connection to the womb space, the hub of creativity. We lost our connection to sisterhood. We started birthing under fluorescent lights and making it 
something that you have to pay for and part of the medical institution and being drugged up to the eyeballs. We started putting girls on the pill when we had absolutely no idea what that was doing to their hormonal structure. You got acne? Get on the pill, darling. You want to have sex? Let them come in you. Get on the pill, baby girl. Don't worry about what's in it. Don't worry about the fact it's having a fake period every month. Don't worry about the fact it's affecting your eggs. Don't worry about the fact it affects your hormones. Don't worry about the fact that it actually changes the chemistry of your brain so that you're attracted to different men than you would be if you weren't on the pill. Don't worry about the fact that the sisterhood, that connection, that kind of devotion to each other has gone, that seeing a woman in her playfulness, in her divine femininity causes you jealousy and envy and creates gossip and bitchiness. You know, all of these things that just take us out of our power. And I was so victim to it. Like, I honestly, I'm not saying it from a position of like, I've never done that. I've never judged a woman. I've never bitched about a woman because I've done all of it fucking consistently because I was so you know, I had such low self-worth that I believed that if I could, I wouldn't do it, you know, about my best friends or about people that I loved. Obviously that's always the way, isn't it? I mean, sometimes I probably would, but I can't remember ever doing it in a way that it was like sly about like the people I loved. But if there, if I saw a beautiful girl or a beautiful woman, like in my head, I'd be finding always to judge her because I felt so inferior of her energy. I was so disconnected from my own magic, from my own essence, from my own source, that I just was like, you're a threat. You're a fucking threat to me. And it's embarrassing. And you should sit down. Now, I've read something earlier that said you shouldn't really speak out of turn under this Gemini full moon. I actually can't remember what I've said for the last like 13 minutes and 42 seconds. But I know that it's probably a bit provocative and might be hitting some places within some people that maybe had the birth that they didn't want or had a gorgeous birth in a hospital setting or is on the pill and love it or, you know, loves bitching and gossiping and gets a kick out of it and a high out of it because it makes that fake feeling of community and like that fake feeling of building bonds. But, you know, this is my experience and this is what I've learned in my work and this is what's been awoken within me. And take it or leave it. If none of it resonates, then none of it resonates. And if it does, fabulous. But there's just so much more to sisterhood and womankind than we are led to believe. There is a deep resonance and connection that women share that literally heals you. I first experienced it when I did my training to become a sex, love and relationship coach in 2018. And I experienced it firsthand online. Obviously, I've had sisterhood connections throughout my life with my sisters and my mother and women and friends who have just meant everything to me and have been a safe space for me. But they knew me then. Do you know what I mean? They knew me when I had many self flagellation. I think that means wanking. Um, but you know, crippling self judgments, let's say, I don't know where flagellation came from. Please excuse me, Gemini full moon. Um, 
and they knew me then. And I think when you go through a process of changing, you need women around you who know you now because they hold you at a higher vision of yourself. And that's not to say that those people in my life can't do that, but they are always witnessing me through a lens of who I was. And so there's only so much that they can witness that growth because obviously it's going to be pressing their buttons as well because I'm going through a transformation where I'm questioning everything and and I'm being more expressive in my body and I'm being more sexual and I'm being more sensual and I'm being more provocative so they know me as Flo who was those things anyway provocative always but being that outspoken about pussy and orgasm and cum and tits and breasts and having other women being like oh my god I work with flow and it's like changed my life and then being like but it's just flow do you know what I mean so it's like they can only ever hold me to that standard that they have in their mind so when I went to this course it was all online until I did my first retreat in Mexico in the May and then one in Palm Springs in the October but I, I first started feeling these tendrils of sisterhood online because we were all learning to how to coach by coaching each other through deep, deep, deep sexual patterns and spiritual healing and, and, and just all things to do with femininity and womanhood. And I honestly felt so loved and so held by someone on the other end of a screen that I just started melting open my heart to women. I just started telling people on the street, like, oh my God, you look fucking amazing. And I've always done that anyway. I've always just said what I felt, but it was actually true this time. Like maybe before I'd be like, oh, I love your trainers. And they'd be like, bitch, when she walked away when I was like 14 or 15, because I wanted those trainers. Whereas now, or then it started coming, it started bubbling up from within me of like, if I saw someone who was just a little bit different, like me, I suppose, that was like wearing bright, wacky colors or had done their makeup differently or just had a gorgeous smile, I'd be like, you literally blow me away. You look amazing. I love your vibe. You are giving me such amazing energy right now. And 99% of the time it's received so beautifully. And then there's that like 1% of the time where they just ignore you. And Jack's like, why the fuck do you do that? And I'm like, I will never stop. But because I know how good it feels when someone does it to me, because I know it's true. Do you know what I mean? I can feel it from them. Um, but when I went to Mexico, I was in the jungle for a week, pretty much just naked, doing back-to-back -back breath work and jade egg sessions and tantric activations. And the love, the depth of presence that I experienced with this group of women changed the very course of my life. And I knew then that it was part of my destiny to hold these spaces for women to come back home to their bodies because when you are lying naked in a hut in the jungle, screaming pain from your wounds during a breathwork session where you're breathing in and out of your pussy for like an hour and a half, and they are literally holding you whilst you sob from the depths of your body and moving the hair out of your face and offering you water and wiping your mouth with a tissue and cradling you and mothering you and telling you how beautiful you are and how loved you are and how special and unique and precious you are something inside of you cracks open no no matter the relationship you had with your mother i had a very i have a very 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 loving mother who's so you know touch touches you and loves you and hugs you and and never judges you 
very blessed in that sense. But that's my mum. Do you know what I mean? Like that's expected. So this is from women who don't even know you and they are crying with you. This is from women who are so happy for you when you hit that goal or hit that dream because they're seeing this higher version of you. They're seeing this you that's taking the steps to heal, that is owning the dreams, that's saying it out loud. This is what I want. This is who I am. And they're fucking clapping for you and they love you and they don't know who you were before, but they know who you are are now. It is life-changing shit, life-changing. And that was my experience. And I had seven days of back to back to back of this. And you can imagine how I felt when I returned home. I was fucking levitating. I was literally so energetically open. (laughs) I was just vibrating at the resonance of the divine feminine. And that was that. And so that's the space that I have held for women since then, since 2018. And you can go onto my Instagram or my website and see what the women that I've worked with so far have to say about the healing and the awakening that takes place in these spaces. But that's the vibration of sisterhood. You know, that's what happens when we get together and we all start to sync and align and allow our pleasure and our pain to be offered up to the highest good of this earth. That's how powerful we are. It's in our vibration. You know, in Kundalini Yoga, they say that a woman's aura is 16 times larger or projection field is 16 times larger than the man because she is giving the code to the children she brings through. You know, the the babies, it's all born from your body. It's your reserves and your muscles, your bone marrow, your energy. It's only your whole fucking vessel, love yes, okay, we, we take the seed, we take the sperm, it's that ignition of electricity. And there is some arguments that the, that the male actually um, uh, creates the gender of the baby, but the woman gives her body, the woman gives her womb, the woman gives her vessel, she's the bridge, she brings the soul through, you actually take your own, you know, cells and create a, an organ the placenta, you create patterns and thoughts and energies in the baby, a rhythm for the baby that before they're even out yet, you know, by how you think and feel and move and dance and and love and cry and sing and emote, it's all from you. It's this pulse, it's this rhythm, it's the rhythm of life that moves through you. So when you're with other women, you add to the cauldron, you add to the womb space, you add to the vessel, you overfloweth for each other. You fill the cup and in doing so you fill her cup and hers and it's this continuous pour into each other. It's glorious, it's unbelievable and the energy creates this ripple effect because like we've spoken about, I'm sure I spoke about this in the first episode, of how there is always three generations of women at one time when a woman is pregnant. So the embryo is in your, say if you have a baby girl in your belly growing, she already has her eggs, which you have your female eggs in there. So she has her eggs when she's an embryo and she's inside you. And you're inside your mother and your mother's inside her mother and so on and so forth. We are literally this bridge from the very first woman, from the very first daughter to the very last. 
until our days are done. We are cycling through this continuous evolution of the feminine and we pass these codes and we pass the habits and the rituals and the patterns. And so all of those women that walked the earth before us in the matriarchy, all of the goddesses, all of the saints, all of the archetypes live inside of yourselves now. That's why when you begin this journey into the womb, into your pussy, into your breasts, into your body, into your cells, you remember. It's not new, it's a remembrance. It's a path that you've walked before. <sighs> why are we so amazing? Why are we so amazing, God? Or should I say goddess? Um, I'm going to wrap this up here and I'm going to wrap this up by inviting you to join me on the 21st of December for the winter solstice for the light and darkness within me, which is the final sacred sexuality temple of 2022. Before we move into the divine feminine year of 2023, baby, I can feel the energy already. It's really starting to pick up and it feels glorious, albeit fiery. I can't deny. So please join me. I will leave the information in the show notes of this episode. It will be all over my Instagram and it will be on my website. I hope that this episode activated you in a way that makes you remember who you are and the power that you hold inside of your body every single day, because it's my mission to guide you into that power because you deserve to know the truth. And yeah, I'm all about truth, bitch. I am an Aquarius rising. I am here for the truth and the awakening of the feminine collective. And that's just it. There's nothing. I can't deny it no more. So have a gorgeous evening. Enjoy the rest of this Gemini full moon. If you listen to it then. If you don't, I hope you're having a gorgeous time. And if I offended you in any way, <laughs> get over it. No, I'm joking. Uh, but kind of do because opinions are gorgeous and everyone's perspective is beautiful. And that's what makes the rich tapestry of life. So have a gorgeous evening, darling. I will hopefully see you inside of the temple. If you have any questions, queries, or a bit frightened or worried, then please message me. I am such a lover of communication. I am a deep, deep, deep believer in just meeting you where you're at and holding space for you in your process because I think you're perfect and beautiful as you are and then everything else will unfold from that space. So you are safe with me, but, you know, come and feel it. I don't need to tell you. I would love for you to come and feel that for yourself. So if you want to, let's party. If you don't, that's beautiful too. And I will see you or no, you won't see me and I won't see you, but you will hear me on the next episode of The Bridge.